1: Yeah, I, I would never rely on one platform because platforms could change, policies could change, and you'd be, you know, trying to scramble to do something
0: next. And so, uh, you're listening to Daryl Eaves. He is a YouTube and branding expert, somebody who a lot of people look up to in the YouTube space. He's actually also the founder of one of my favorite events that I have ever attended, which is called Vid Summit. And this is where I met a lot of people that you've heard me talk about on the show before, Roberto Blake. Sean Canal and several others. He's very connected in this space of YouTube, but he's also more than just a YouTuber. He's a businessman. He knows how to create businesses and brands that work. He is a producer on the Squatty Potty series with the Harmon Brothers, like, not series, but you know that commercial with the pooping unicorn? Like, Daryl was involved with that, and he's involved in a lot of large, million-plus subscriber YouTube channels and helping them not just get more audiences and get more exposure, but literally helping them build businesses with the brands that they're creating on YouTube and outside of YouTube. A big thing that Daryl always talks about is you gotta build a real business. It's not just about the views. It's not just about the advertising dollars. It's about the money that can be generated outside of those channels that you create. And we go into a lot of strategies and tactics on how to do that. We also talk a lot about the environment of YouTube and video in today's world in 2019 and a lot of other tips that you can use as a business owner, no matter what level you're so make sure you stick around. This is a great one. Daryl's a great guy. A lot of knowledge to drop in this episode for you. So hit subscribe and cue the intro music. Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. He's excited to give a unique conference experience to everyone at FlynnCon this year. Pat Flynn.
0: All right, this is session 355 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Pat Flynn. If you don't know who I am, I'm here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. And to help us today, like I said, we got Daryl Eaves. You can find him at com, E-V-E-S, or vidsummit.com, which is where I love to go every single year. I've gone the last two years, and I bring my video camera, and I just build amazing relationships. A lot of the collaborations I've done on YouTube have been a result of just attending his event. It's not like VidCon, if you've heard of VidCon, that's the 20 to 30,000 plus attendee conference where there's a lot of big YouTubers there, but they all have their fans there as well. And I went to that in 2018 and it was, it was. I do not want to go back. (laughs) But VidSummit, I do want to go back because it's awesome. And not only that, the content that's presented on stage is so useful too whether or not you're doing YouTube or not. I mean, it's just very useful. Uh, And the networking obviously is great too. But Daryl is here today to share with us how to build a business with video, with your platform, and think outside of video to actually build something more sort of long-term that will last no matter what happens with technology. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the uh, experiences that creators have been having on YouTube recently and what we can do to make sure we are always uh, giving people what they want. And a number of other things. I mean, uh, he even shares a little bit about some of the cool things that have happened uh, as a result of bringing me on stage at his event, talking about affiliate marketing and podcasting and that sort of thing. So a lot of things today. Let's just dive right in. This is Daryl Eves, com. Here we go. Daryl, welcome to the SPI podcast. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. No, I have to thank you publicly here on the show because you've been so helpful for me and the YouTube channel that I've built. You actually flew to San Diego to to give me some amazing advice. And since working with you and since actually getting involved with uh, VidSummit, which has been amazing, and we'll talk more about that in a sec, you know, the channel's grown by over 100,000 subscribers since then. So I just wanted to thank you so much for all that because it's really been a fun experience.
1: Well, you, you you put out some pretty amazing content, which is which is good and it's needed out there. And so there's no wonder why you're growing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, YouTube is a beast, right? YouTube is this, this weird entity that, you know, has its own heartbeat, its own kind of way of doing things, which is what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into YouTube and strategies for 2019 and and how to get on, on the channel and, and, and perform well on it, I want to talk a little bit more, more about you and, and how did you become the go-to YouTube guy? I mean, people hire you for loads of money to help them with their channels um, how did you even get your start in video and on YouTube?
1: yeah, so back in ninety nine I started my company and we did a lot of search engine optimization. It was called spam back then Pat I just let you know <laughs> 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 and we were trying to get websites ranked in directories like Ask Jeeves and Alta Vista and yahoo and then there came uh you know a search engine that was really, really interesting, which was Google. Uh, it was kind of disrupting the directory space and doing it a little bit differently. And we went all in on that and found that, you know, most of the world went all in. Uh, it took a few years before they really adopted that. Um, and we got really good at uh, making sure that our content was at the top of, of Google. And I was going out and getting doctors, dentists, you know, uh, pest control companies, attorneys, you know the whole thing to to basically rank their sites because that was kind of a valuable resource for them to get the the phone to ring. Mm-hmm. And in 2005, I was literally expanding the business out, and I needed to get a desk. And you know, at that time, I'm, I I like to save money as much as I can, and so I went on Craigslist looking for a free desk because you can know you can find a free desk on Cra- Craigslist. And yeah. so I went on there and I saw this little ad, and it said. Um, that if you could get a hundred people to sign up for this new platform, you could be in, in to win a, a new iPod. Now at that time, the iPods were like the size of a brick. And like, if you literally throw it at someone, it'd probably kill them. Cause <laughs> it was like, it weighed so much, right, right. But, it, but, it, but it carried a thousand, a thousand songs. Right. But um, that uh, October, Steve jobs got up and actually introduced a new iPod called the nano. And so um, that was the, what they were giving away. So I went to this website, was checking it out, and I was literally blown away. It's like one of those moments when you're online and you actually see the future of where things are going to go. And that's what happened to me. I was able to go onto YouTube. That was the, the platform. And and I was literally blown away at the video because at that time, video actually had to buffer all the way to the end. So if you wanted to watch a 10-minute video, it had to go 10 minutes if you had good internet speed right. before it even start, uh, but on YouTube, that actually had this great um, optimization for the player, so you could actually hit play and then start playing your video and start loading it in increments. And so I was really blown away by that, and I really wanted that iPod, so I got. I basically signed up right then and there. That was um, you know about November two
0: thousand five. So this was pre when Google bought YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and- this is. That was your yeah. strategy for growth was like, let's run these contests and like just bring people onto this platform to show yeah. them what's going on.
1: Yeah, that was the wow. basically they were just saying, hey, let's get a lot of people really excited about it and kind of go from there. And they ha- they put a couple ads out there and stuff like that. But as soon as I went on, it's like I, I had to tell people about it. It was like so uh, transformational on, you know, where the-, the Internet's going. And I could see it. I knew that the most powerful way to communicate is just. Face to face. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that video component, it's like it's been super powerful for years. But online, it was very awkward at that time. And so um, I basically was uh, an (laughs) evangelist at that time for YouTube just to get everyone to sign up so I could get that iPod. Um, (laughs) And and before you know it, I, I decided, you know, for me. Um, I always want to find ways to upsell my clients. You know, that's one thing I want to do because that's the easiest type of transactions you can do if you're working in the service industry is like, hey, figure out something else they're going to need. And I thought, you know what? Everyone needs a, a video on their, on their website. Uh, cause you have the ability to actually embed those videos on other people's websites. It was really, really cool. And so I'm like, this is going to be the future. And so I went out, convinced my clients, uh, to do that, and in two thousand, about two thousand six, two thousand seven, uh, we made um, eight hundred and sixty-five videos for our clients. And um, in it, it late two thousand six is when uh, Google purchased YouTube for one point three billion, and things started to change in two thousand seven because all those videos, all eight hundred sixty-five videos. Started to to show up in search results, mm. and I'm like, "This is nice," because I was literally fighting every day with Matt Cuts, who's the anti-spam czar. says, "Oh no, we don't like this this you know this stuff here when you're doing SEO." And so they change the algorithm. There's every update, and it got really really frustrating because we were always have to re rank. But I found that we just gave these videos a, a good title and a good description. They didn't have any tags back then, and it, things just naturally started to show up and when a new platform is usually adopted by someone or they bring it on they really put a lot of focus and attention on it and they started to show up on the front page of google and i'm like man this is like so simple because no one's doing this number one and i says number two this is a wide open market yeah websites are great but what if you can get video content that can really really resonate with someone and get them to take action whether it's pick up the phone or whatever it may be and so we switched over to that model, and it was pretty amazing because we would have uh, all these videos ranked in in the first place of of uh, Google, and then we also had you know several uh, positions of Google um, that we were ranking videos for. And I decided, you know, at that time, I needed to transition a little bit because uh, doing websites and really getting them on top of it, there's so many different moving parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so cumbersome. I decided, Hey, let's just sell that off. And I'm going to just focus in on creating video content. Cause I really, really love video. And this gives me an opportunity to be a little bit more unique than my, my competitors out there. And so we started doing that because people could remember the videos and when they come in, it's not necessarily, they saw the website, but they could remember the videos if we had those video components in there. So that's kind of how it all started. And it really happened a little bit where we started doing uh, paid per lead and owning the assets. And one of the, one of the uh, companies that we worked for um, or with was a pest control company. And a good friend of mine, you know, had a pest control company because we live in the desert. So you, we get these huge cockroaches, like the size of, it's <laughs> like, just huge. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so anyway, he um, needed, you know, some advertising. And so we just go ahead and, and started to, um uh do these lead gen for him and we literally quintupled his business in like four months. Uh and he was just like totally blown away, uh had to go out and start spraying himself because you know there's so many leads coming in. And so he actually started working with um just the corporate, the stuff that was the easier uh sprays, so he could just do bigger, bigger facilities. And one of those facilities was a a piano store. And the owner of the piano store uh came up to to him, and says, Hey you know, um, do you know anyone that knows marketing and you know video because we're doing some stuff on YouTube that I'm really, really interested in um and he says, "Oh, you got to use daryl and uh, I went in and met with the owner and he he was trying to sell these grand pianos on on youtube uh these grand pianos would go from anywhere from twenty thousand to fifty thousand dollars, and it was super, super crazy. Um, and before you know it, um, you know, they hired me to come in and start advising them and start working on their strategy and so on and so forth. And when I saw their videos is really, really, really well done. Um, they, they would put a lot of energy and money into it. And I turned to him and I says, you know, I, I can see you're putting, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in these uh, productions. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we're doing quite a bit. Cause you know, we, you know, this is just kind of our form of advertising. We're not going to do radio or TV. This is just what we're, where the future is going. Mm-hmm. And I says, but but you're getting hundreds of thousands of views on these. And they would actually take the piano and put them on top of mountains and in just beautiful, serene little locations and actually, you know, play music and do it in a fun way. And it was like really, really awesome. And I'm like, this is this is huge. And he goes, yeah, if we could just if we could actually just do this full time, um, you know, that would be that would be great. You know, we don't necessarily want to. Um, you know, we don't necessarily want to ha- own a piano store, but we'd love to, to just play music. And I says, well, how many pianos have you sold? He says, none, <laughs> like this is, <laughs> hasn't done it. And I'm like, okay, you gotta, you gotta do this. So, uh, long story short, uh, about 12 months l- later, they had 1.8 million subscribers. They went from a couple, about 10, 10,000 subscribers to 1.8 million, wow. uh, and about 200 million uh, million video views and really started selling out arenas around the world. And so if you're familiar with the Piano Guys, um, that's who they are. And that kind of started my true passion, which is in audience development and and leveraging, um, you know, an audience that really cares about something.
0: That's super cool. Wow. So they shifted their business from selling pianos to just performing and using YouTube as a platform for building their audience. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's, it,
0: it is. And now you are the guy to go to for building audiences and you've worked with amazing people. I know you've also worked with the Harmon brothers and, you know, that's the squatty potty people and like all that stuff. It's just, it's just mind blowing who you are connected to. And, you know, I got to know you when I attended Vid Summit a couple years ago and the quality of people that you were able to bring together and just the ties and the connections that you've had in the space is so amazing. And I just want a big plug vid summit right now it was probably one of the most helpful if not the most useful conference i've been to and this is not VidCon; that's the big one where you see a lot of like mostly teenage boys and girls to go and find their favorite youtubers and get autographs and merch this is like a legit i've learned so much from just the couple days that i've spent uh, at vid summit in 2017 i went back in 2018 to speak um just kudos to you for bringing those people together and like obviously you've been helpful to them but how have you been able to really create these connections and, and, and invite these amazing people to come on your stage? And like, how, how have you been able to do that? I think a lot of us would love to become sort of like a Daryl Eves in our industry where we're so connected. We're able to bring people together at these conferences and just build amazing businesses and have fun doing it. How, like how, how have you been able to do that?
1: Well, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I, really um, Wanted to go all in on video and I really wanted to be known as the man uh, when people think of YouTube and audience development or YouTube strategy I wanted them to think of me and um, I remember sitting down with a couple of my friends and saying hey, this is something, you know in a mastermind I'm like this is what I want to do and I says in three years. I'm going to be here uh, and I had a very clear path of what that is and so part of it is, um, really developing solid case studies that people would know. And, uh, for me, um, I had a really good uh, case study that led to, that was one channel that had over a million subscribers each. And it led to 21 different channels that I've been able to start and get over a million subscribers each and to get, uh, you know, 39 billion video views that, that makes a huge difference. And then two to be, uh, working closely with the Harmon brothers, uh, I was the executive producer on the pooping unicorn hat that everybody, uh, watched and it's $45 million in sales. And so you get the, this name, but realistically, um, to, to be very clear is and, and direct, I, I like to surround myself by people like me, people that, that really see opportunity and want to seize that opportunity, but still are willing to share. Uh, and and that's that's why Pat I was like um, willing to come to you Because you're one of those types of people, you know, you're willing to to literally be transparent and say, hey This is what how much money I make. This is what I do here. This is what mm-hmm. I do there and I like to surround myself with people like that and um, It's it a huge compliment what you said uh, to me about bid summit because what i love is people that are actually would be a keynote at and you've been a keynote at how many different conferences right that they would actually be on stage and then go answer a few questions for maybe an hour but then go back in the audience and start taking notes because the next persons up there you know it's just yeah. it's just a really really interesting dynamic and so i found the more people that i help and I don't really expect anything out of out of that in return. I, I, I think that the opportunities will come to me, the ones that I need to to work on. Um, that's how I was able to build that uh, that culture of creators just helping creators.
0: And, and that's it's really become a culture under VidSummit. and and I will be continually going back because, like I said, it's one of the most helpful conferences. So thank thank you for putting that together and and doing what you do there. Um, I want to shift the conversation to now we're in 2019. YouTube obviously still around and videos growing and there are so many people talking about YouTube and strategies and and, and many my great friends and I love them all. But, you know, sometimes I hear conflicting ideas. Sometimes I hear, you know, do this, but that's not working. And, you know, I know that every individual is different when they post a YouTube video and they have a channel and, and, and growth. But from the man, the person who is teaching people how to build audiences on YouTube, how should we be focusing and utilizing YouTube as a tool today in 2019?
1: Um, Here's the thing is a lot of people really focus in on the wrong things. And it's not that I don't love the other people that are teaching and training and giving information uh, to the world, Um, but sometimes uh, they're a little misguided because they don't have as much experience in some aspects as other people. Um, the, The reality is that that YouTube is looking to uh, accomplish its goals. And it's very specific of what it wants to do. It wants to bring people onto the platform and wants to keep them longer and longer and longer. And so the number one traffic source, when we're talking about traffic sources, like if you're doing search, that would be a traffic source or embedded videos would be a traffic source. But the number one traffic source is YouTube suggestion. So when YouTube actually suggests your video to a specific viewer mm-hmm. and that that actually equates up to 70 percent of all views that actually happen on the platform is youtube suggestion and so when people really focus in on getting found in search results like that's so 19 you know or not 19 uh, <laughs> 2000, 2014 <laughs> yeah 2014 it's like it's like they're focusing in on the wrong area because ultimately at the end of the day uh, YouTube is uh, run by Google Brain, and it's an AI that is trying to predict what's going to be the best thing for the viewer to watch. And it based off of how they interact with the platform, what videos they watch, what videos that they only watch a segment, uh, what video that they consume uh, the whole thing or watch over and over and over again. The videos that they come back once a week to Mm -hmm. they they really understand that and they've gone away from um, YouTube channels and just focus in on the video itself. And so to predict exactly what the the viewer will want um, Is is the main goal for YouTube because if they can do that they're gonna stay on the platform longer and as they stay on the platform longer Then they're actually gonna make more money because that's the end result of what they're actually looking to do and so that being said um, that's what you need to focus in on that, you know, as a, as a creator, as a marketer, as an entrepreneur, you need to focus in on your content to make it appealing for people that, that, um, would, would love your content. Now I want to explain what content is, cause this is the biggest misunderstanding that, that people have in dealing with content. And it's like, they, they just think the video. And the video, believe it or not, is just a small subset of what the content really is. And the content is uh, your title and thumbnail. Um, and that's like your billboard to to your video itself. And it's like literally the most fundamental, most important step, because if they don't click on it, YouTube's never going to promote it. You know and and that's that first indicator so they actually have new data that you can see in uh the analytics is which they call impression to click-through rates so you can see that percentage of how many people actually see the video uh or the the thumbnail and the title and the people that actually click on it so the higher that is you have a higher probability that youtube's actually going to promote that out because that was that first little trigger that the ai is looking for is like hey this is good content now that being said it's like, and I like to use this analogy, um, just so that people have context. So, if you're trying to be deceiving uh, to what the content's about, and it's like, you know, if you're you have a billboard that would be your your title and your thumbnail, and you're basically uh, promoting pizza, and you go into a, uh, the place that you think is a pizza place, and all they do is, is serve hamburgers, they have no pizza. Then people actually leave because they were really wanting that pizza, and so mm-hmm. that being said, that's what YouTube's looking for too. So you got to make sure that your title and thumbnail corresponds with your content. Now, sometimes uh, creators put um, put that content at the very, very end, and people lose interest. Like we, we literally um, don't stay on. I, I seriously, like goldfish have a longer attention spans than, than humans <laughs> do, <laughs> and so it's like you gotta, you got to introduce it very quickly. And so that's where that hook comes into place where your, your hook should support what your thumbnail and title is all about. And then after that, it's all about if you, if you can get them past that hook and they're like, oh, this is a video I wanted to see. You, you basically have about 40 seconds of their attention. And so as you bring that value in and the only way you can bring value in video is to inspire, educate or entertain uh, if you're doing one of those things. Um, or all three of them all at once, then they actually stay on. If they're able to find some value in it. um, And the way to do this, and this is something that I've learned just over making thousands upon thousands of videos. It's like, if you can think of one person that you're making that video for and really define who the viewer is going to be, it's going to resonate a lot better. And I think the biggest mistake that uh, content creators make is number one, they don't plan well enough. Before they they just pick up and start shooting instead of saying okay you know let's, let's kind of think about the elements that we want to go over what we're going to you know be in this video mm-hmm. uh, and the second thing would be is that they're not um, really identifying who's watching the video and so if it's just kind of all over the board it can go from there so like I, I have a, a client of mine um, and I showed this example at VidSummit which was super amazing but he was actually doing a uh, channel, um, that was gearing towards people that were getting ready for law school. And, um, I helped him kind of understand who his target audience is based off of the goals that he has. Cause he says, look, you know, I want, I want, um, you know, this to be consumed a lot more. I says, well, your, your viewer segment is super small because there's only so many people that actually go to law school. <laughs> you know, you're not, that. you're only gonna get a couple thousand views. It's not going to be very massive on it. Even if you can go, you know, um, you have something that they are all appealing groups by the time that they find your channel and, and consume it, they might even be done with law school by the time that happens. And so, you know, you have to be a little bit more broad and, and we kind of defined helped him define that it was people that was interested in law, you know, and that they can go from there. And I says, well, is it really that, you know, that they want to become a lawyer, they're interested in law, or or is it, uh, you know, they just have a fascination, um, with, You know, the whole law and order aspect, you know, that's the TV shows they watch. That's the movies that they watch. Mm -hmm. Is that the type of content? And just by changing a small strategy from uh, uh, taking content that would be for them to get ready for law school versus doing a review of maybe their favorite trending uh, like suits, for example, you know, show that they actually say, is this actually um, are they doing a good job portraying the law here? You know, what What are they doing good? What are they doing bad? And uh, he has had massive, massive growth because he was able to hone in on who his audience really is and was able to give content back to them that they wanted. And so at the end of each video, they would put in comments, oh, you should do a review of this. Better call Saul. We want to see better call Saul. And so when you do stuff like that, then it's like, okay, boom. And he was able to grow. Um, very, very, uh, quickly. I mean, he only had a couple, like 10, 10, 10,000 subscribers or something like that and, and got it to the hundreds of thousands of subscribers and millions of views, uh, per video release. Like he's getting million plus, uh, views per video release now. And so it's like really understanding that audience and who you're making the video for will actually help you improve the content that you're making. You say, Oh, they'll resonate really well with this thumbnail and this title. They'll really resonate. resonate really well with this uh, hook and this content um, from there because we can do this little element in the video. Mm-hmm. And the more that you do that, the better your content is. So like the biggest thing for me is really uh, prepare and and think of those things when you're actually developing content to mm-hmm. to push out to the world.
0: See, like when I, when I create a YouTube video, I'm thinking of like, okay, what questions can I answer for my audience? Because they're likely typing in those questions and YouTube and, you know, I get these questions via email or on social media. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to create a really highly valuable video that's going to answer that question. So a person might come and find me by understanding how to start a podcast or something, right? But, you know, and and, and they may or may not subscribe, but then I'll create another video that's about something that's outside of the podcast realm. And then, you know, my subscribers aren't seeing my videos. And I think it's because of like, not every video will necessarily relate to them. They're not... like my audience on YouTube, at least, is not like oh, I can't wait for the next episode of Pat's videos because it may or may not be relevant. I, I answer their question; and it's kind of like one and done at that point. Versus like my podcast, people are like mad if I am late with publishing my podcast, <laughs> you know. And it's definitely not like that on YouTube. I'm 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 wondering if and I got this uh, great advice from Roberto Blake, who I know you you and he are good friends as well. He was like, you know, your your channel, and I'd love your opinion on this. He's like your channel would perform much better if you kind of treated it like your podcast where you don't necessarily have to have different kinds of content like like you don't have to change the content but it's just the framing and and understanding who your audience is and why they would subscribe and why they would be anxious for the next episode so number one you have to be consistent which is a big lesson that you taught me as well but number two like what if it was like the Pat Flynn show instead of like random videos of how to like solve this problem and then solve this other random problem that you know is not necessarily relatable to every subscriber so I'm trying to balance how to videos and using YouTube is just a place to answer questions and, and help random people in that way versus like building an audience, which I know I'm not doing, even though I have 150K subscribers, um, like most of my video views, 80% are coming from people who are not subscribed. Right.
1: And and, and and no wonder, but that's that's the norm. Like even with the biggest channels that are the most subscribed, it's the non-subscribers to watch the bulk of the views because the AI does a really good job at predicting what people want to watch. Yeah. Okay. And so that being said, there's two types of uh channels that you can actually create. One that would be uh a, a utility channel, a resource channel, which is the the how-to content. Like if you're helping people, it's very answering their questions, that's a very uh, resource-driven channel, and then you have the the other channel, which is more for um, that that people are more creating a community, um, and and that they come. It's like your podcast here. It's like if you're late, man, you got you got people that are really wanting you to be on time and being consistent. Yeah. That's the same type of development that you'd create there. Um, now for me, it's just all, and I've had this conversation with YouTube uh, before too. It's just like, what do you want? Like, what's your finish line? What, what do you want to accomplish with your channel? Cause like, there's some things that a resource channel is uh, so much better for It's Like my channel that I have on YouTube is a resource channel mm-hmm. and it, it does its purpose, you know, and I get leads, I get p- things going into different funnels and I get people aware of the projects that I'm passionate about and it does what it needs to do mm-hmm. uh, from there. Now, do I have like a super engaged audience? No, but I'm well known because I'm that guy. And, um, you know, it it fulfills its purpose. And I, I was blown away by some really, really big YouTubers. They're like, man, when I got started, you know, I really appreciated that content you put out there. And I'm like, wow, you know, that meant a lot to me because I had no idea. That they were even watching my videos, you know. So, you know, that's kind of what you got to decide is between the two. Uh, but knowing your passion and where you would like to drive, I do agree that, um, like, you, you've done a couple videos that you've you put a little bit more thought into it in the sense. And I'm not saying that you didn't put a lot of thought in the answering questions, but a little bit more thought into more of the plat, uh, Pat Flynn Show type where yeah. you just kind of used your creativity. Um, you did, uh, kind of like a book review that I really, really liked. And it was really funny and, and hilarious, especially when you're standing on top of the the kitchen, (laughs) the kitchen counter kind of swinging it around. Like that was really, really engaging. And like, I, I would actually watch more content like that. And Mm I, I'm a very, like, it made me laugh. It, It got me, um, pulled in. Uh, but two, like your commentary is really good too. So like even just a talking head, uh, where you're just kind of, talking, uh, you know, about, you know, situations and stuff like you do on the podcast, I think is really powerful too. So it's just like, so you become more of that personality type and that's the other portion of the channel. And that, I think that's where, uh, you can have a lot of massive growth because you're starting to influence other ways in, in other ways because they're looking for you to help them, uh, be entertained or inspired or educated every day.
0: So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that a couple of times. I know a lot of other people who share the same thing, like you have to have that sort of element, either one of those three or a combination of entertainment, um, education and inspiration. And I think a lot of people create their videos without even considering one or, or, or a few of those. They just kind of come on to answer questions or be a talking head. And, you know, I, I find that I, I find what I find challenging is I watch a lot of YouTube videos and then I start to go, oh, I wish my video, like I wish I could do it that way or you know oh, i should probably drop a giant thing off a trampoline from 400 feet in in the sky because that'll give me a ton of views like it i get so
1: yeah you, you actually have to have an australian accent that, so. <laughs> yeah so you know just what channel up. i'm talking about right?
0: yeah. <laughs> so i'm like ah, and, and i want to like throw a basketball off a dam and see how much it curves because of science and stuff and it's just like but but like it's hard for me to see those and and not go oh i should do it that way how how, how do you recommend staying in your lane and and, and developing your own style versus just like, yes, getting inspired by others, but not getting off track of where you should be.
1: Yeah. I I think the biggest thing is where's your passion? What what do you want to accomplish? You know, where's your finish line? Once you can understand that, um, I do know that there's a lot of creators that, that need to do a creative release. They like, they feel like they're in the mundane and, and I know I've had this conversation with you too in the past. It's like, you you got the podcasting down and you're not really challenged. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. right. It's just like, you're just fulfilling time to provide a service that, that helps all your other funnels that you set up, you know, actually accomplish. Um, I, and I do believe this. I think you're a super creative guy. I know we went over a lot of ideas and stuff when I, when I was at your office, but it's like coming with up with ideas that would just be fun for you and no one else is is a good way to release and to create, but you can also gather. So let me kind of explain what I'm saying from that. So with Vince Summit, um, I I was actually going and speaking at different conferences. Right, I was at different conferences for years, and I was really disappointed in what type of information there. Like um, at Vince Summit, you can't pitch. You can't get up and say, "Hey, go buy my product." Back in the room, why? Because I hate that. I I feel like I've already paid enough money to come to it. I want to be able to, you know, you spend time, which is money. You spend the flight and the hotel and, you know, the, you know, and then you have to go buy another five thousand dollars worth of stuff. Come on. And so for me, I, I, I wanted to create a, a safe zone to learn. And I, I love sharing information. I love Learning from people, I think that's the best way to learn is when you get someone's experience and you kind of see where they're coming from and you see their pitfalls and you're like, oh, OK, well, if I could kind of add this to my life, it'll make it better. And for a summit, I actually couldn't find a conference out there that I that I like that was meant for me. And so I started one. And so the only person that I think about, I know this might seem really bad, but I, I have my avatar and it's me. I want to make the conference so I enjoy it. And I know there there are people out there like me that would enjoy the same thing. So that being said, um, and that's been very successful that way, because it, it encourages people that are speakers and trainers and educators like you and, and have a following that feel comfortable actually sitting in the audience and learning from somebody else, you know, where you'd go to another event. And it's like you put a panel on and you're like, you don't really get anything out of it. And so that's kind of where I focus in on. And so if you actually – had a YouTube channel that actually um, was fulfilling with one of your needs, which I think you have a, a need to create. And I think that's why mm-hmm. you get um, really itchy, you know, like you need to do something, you need to He's do something super itchy, <laughs> and, and it's like, you need to create. What if that was like your outlet to create? And it was just the things that you wanted to do to go have fun. Can you actually build an audience out, out of that? Yes, you can. And the thing about it, and this is what I really love It can be about anything. Um, You just need to be consistent in what you're doing. And so once you define what that is, you just need to be able to be consistent in it and then go have fun. It's like, you never know what happens, uh, you know, coming from when people watch your videos. And um, I have a good friend, uh, Daniel Markham, he has a channel called What's Inside. He actually uh, got into it because his son wanted to cut open uh, a, a ball for a science project. And they post on YouTube because that's what you do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. because it's just easier than putting it on a driver or whatever. <laughs> well, it started getting a whole bunch of views. And like, well, that was fun. Let's do another one. So they just started cutting things inside. And so he, um, he was in the, um, the medical sales, uh, arena and he was very, very successful. Like the top salesman in the company, um, had a lot of perks, had a lot of seniority, had a lot of money come his way. And he was having so much fun being a creator. He's just, he came to me and I remember he's like, I don't know if I can quit, man. It's good money. And YouTube's really, really good money. And I really enjoy it. And it's just, I just don't know if it'll last. And I'm like, I said, you can always go back into the things that you you can fall back on. Uh, YouTube's a great opportunity. And, you know, he listened to some other creators and, you know, talked over with his wife, but he uh, quit his job and, and went full time on YouTube. And, uh, what was great is his wife was working and, and actually made more money than him um, and she was able to quit and just just be with the family. And they they have two channels on YouTube and a couple ch- uh, pages on Facebook and they're getting, you know, hundreds of millions of views. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's just crazy. And the thing about it is a lot of people think that there's no opportunity in the money uh, being made. And I'm here to tell you there is so much opportunity. Uh, in integrated brand deals and the advertising that's there, doing your own merch and products, um, you know, you can make a ton of money uh, and 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 set it up very systematically, where you know you have a lot of automation and stuff involved uh, to really provide. And uh, I truly believe that um, a lot of people think, "Oh, the wave's gone." I, I don't think I think the wave's still still coming up. I think there's been a, a smaller wave that happened, but I don't think we see the mass. Uh, entrance into this and where the the bigger dollars are now starting to come in and they're actually putting more money behind it and so what people would do for a brand deal you know they might get you know twenty thirty thousand dollars for integrated brand deal where they do maybe you know two minutes of of a, a video that's focusing in on a product now that's like a couple hundred thousand you know it's just like seriously per video and so there's a lot of opportunity there And then two, um, I think it's just uh, the way – I truly do believe this, and you can mark my word on this podcast. But I truly believe the way that advertising is going to change is it's going to get more complex and more regulated. And there's just a lot of that fear factor of everything that's going on. And so the brands are going to shift more of their advertising dollars into influencers, the people that actually say, hey, go buy this, and they'll go buy it. Because it's an easy sell, you have a pitch person for that, you know, someone that is giving you a solid review, and so those um, those deals are going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And I and I've seen uh, struggling businesses that would do one strategic ad buy, and they were still struggling just because they're like, oh man, we just you're just not hitting it, and it's just we can't scale it to the level. Mm-hmm. But then they get one influencer and spend about the same amount of money with their ad buy. And they quintuple their business, you know, and, it, and that's the reality is like when you can find those influencers that really speak to your brand um, or for your brand, uh, it can be really, really impactful. And um, I, I truly believe that's where the the social and the advertising are converging. Um, and yeah, there'll be some ad supported remarketing that will work very effectively for, for companies. But I think that's where the bulk of the money is going to be going in the next three to four years.
0: Well, thank you for that insight. And, and going back to Dan really quick from What's Inside, like what an amazing story. I actually got to meet him at VidSummit, which is really cool. Super nice guy. I saw he was featured on one of my favorite channels with Mark Rover very recently. And just, it's really cool to see that the community's there. And man, like, like you said, a ton of money right there for videos and advertising, but there's also other ways to generate an income. And this is where you and I pretty much align very well, um, which is, you know, if you have a YouTube channel, and an audience there, it's not just about the advertising dollars. It's not just about the merch. I mean, create a business out of what you've created on your YouTube channel. And I know that's a lot of why you wanted me to come into uh, VidSummit last year and talk about podcasting and continuing to build your audience, affiliate marketing, and, and generating money that way. Um, if you have a YouTube audience, big or small, but targeted, what would be your, your best recommended way to, to, to turn that audience into like a real business versus just relying on the one platform to you know generate money from
1: yeah i I would never rely on one platform because platforms can change policies could change and you'd be you know trying to scramble to do something next and so uh going into it i try to build uh the email list as is as quickly as i can the email list is very a very powerful uh, asset and resource that you can have um because you know even if you go to facebook and you're going to Instagram, like there's, you're basically putting your business in other people's hands. And so making sure that you actually develop a relationship outside of that. Um, I'm really interested more in text messaging now, just cause the open rates a lot higher and stuff like that. It works out really well. If you can get them, nurtured into that type of interaction with you Mm -hmm. um but you don't need that much you don't need that many followers um to to make a decent business out of it and the way i look at it is really understand the pain points and solutions to those pain points for the people that you're you're creating uh content for so like for example uh, you had a product that I saw at VidSummit at that everybody was freaking out about. Is that public now? Is that it, public? It's thing? coming
0: out. I, by the time this episode comes out, it may be actually on Kickstarter. So that's for the switch pod.
1: Yeah. So like that you basically created a need, you know, between you and Caleb, you're like saying, hey, this is a need. We need it like this. And it like when when people were at uh, Summit, they're like freaking out about it because that was a need for you. And for Caleb, it's just like this would be so much easier if we could do this. And you found a way to get it uh, produced. You partnered up with the right people for it. Right. Yeah. And and (laughs) yeah, Richie, Richie's a great guy. And, uh, you know, that's where the power is. It's like you had something that people would need. And and that's where you can start bringing uh, business in from from your influence that you have, because now you can say, hey, if you're getting into it, this is so easy. You know, let me just show you the, a flip of the wrist of you know how you can get this uh, all set up mm-hmm. and. That's the cool thing about it. It's like um, the creativity or you can partner up with certain uh, brands or businesses. It's like really, really interesting once you start getting a following and it doesn't need to be super big. Uh, I want to give this uh, very big disclaimer just so that everyone knows. It's like you don't need an audience to make money. Um, You like I've had people that contacted me and says, hey, we have this idea. We're going to go out and shoot this pilot. Um, so that that people can see it, but we want to pre-shop it for our brands. Like, and they didn't have they didn't have any audience. And um, this this specific um, client went out and got uh, two brands to pay him well over a million dollars to produce the content. And they were a, a sponsor for the whole year. Now they got up to hundreds of thousands of subscribers and and um, millions and millions and millions upon views because their strategy was sound. But you know, you don't necessarily need to have an audience to start making money. And that's, that's the thing that I truly believe. You just have to have vision and you have to have a concept. And, and I truly believe you can get people to share your vision and, and um, be able to help you deliver on, you know, doing it full time, whatever it may be. But I definitely um, encourage anyone that's on YouTube or any other platform is really diversify and to automate. It's like, we You should automate everything that you possibly can with, you know, Zapier and all the other um, applications out there to, to do things once you do certain items that it triggers other things to happen. I, I would do it because at the end of the day, if things go away, you don't want to go where you have to go flip burgers at, you know, some restaurant or something, unless right. that's what you want to do, <laughs> uh, you know. But, but the reality is, it's like you can really protect yourself in so many ways if you can diversify it and you can actually make some pretty interesting money there as well. Uh, people look at my channel, for example, and says, Oh, you know, um, you, you only, you know, get so many views and you know, you're not making money off of ads. And I says, that's true. You know, I might make a couple thousand dollars off of ads, you know, in a given month. Uh, and that's good for some, but that would never support, you know, my family at all. And so I, you know, but what I do is have had very strategic uh, videos up that actually bring in leads and those leads are automated. It goes through a sequence and it goes through a sequence of sell or whatever. And it keeps me busy. You know, I, I get anywhere between 200 to 300 leads a day. Um, and these are on content that I, that I put a lot of effort and time back in 2013 wow. <laughs> and it's still, it's still doing it. And I'm just getting ready to uh, re re, uh, re-release cause I've, I've matured quite a bit since 2013 and there's some content that I will redo, uh, that will make it so much better, but I didn't necessarily need to do it because it was doing its job, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm getting at is that YouTube's a great long form. And, you know, as long as you have a good plan, uh, with these platforms, it doesn't matter what platform you're on, um, you know, to how to, how to actually do work for you. Uh, that's, that's where you're going to see a lot of success.
0: Thank you, Gerald. To finish up, just a couple quick questions. Number one, you said you've been collecting, you know, 200, 300 leads a day from your YouTube videos. I've heard that it's not the best strategy to collect leads from YouTube because you want to not take them off your website. You want to keep them on YouTube because that helps your algorithm score or whatever. Um, How are you how are you collecting leads from YouTube? Is it simply a go to this website, sign up to get this thing? Or like, is there a specific strategy there that we should all be aware of?
1: Well, it's it's the strategy that we all use, right. You're, you're creating value that the person watching the video will want. And so whether it's a 30 minute training, Mm -hmm. that's exclusive, uh, you know, behind, you know, if they give me their name and email address that they get access to, uh, you know, then it's that exclusive training. And so that's the, that's the whole thing. So that you, you basically have um, like where I'm dealing with video, it's just video content that they can get uh, a little bit deeper access and so the, the reality is, is uh, you, you bring up a point of bringing people off a of platform. And it's like, if you do that every video, uh, you're literally breaking terms of service. Like, like their terms of service in YouTube, it says, if you're consistently taking people off a of platform, you're breaking the terms and they can terminate your channel. So what I do is not have it be, you know, like I only have six videos that I've created out of like almost 200 that are lead generation videos. Um, and then i've let led people to Amazon and other places with that, but i just don 't do it in every video gotcha. um you know because that that does break terms, but it does affect your um your views because what's what's youtube 's goal they want to keep people on longer and if you 're the video that 's sending people off that could be that could be damaging you know okay. unless you have your other indicators that it keeps other people on because not everyone 's going to click on it. you just have a percentage of the people that watch it that will click on that right so
0: okay so it's not every video that you have a lead magnet and it seems like you are very strategic with what those videos are and the other videos that you have are adding value keep keeping uh, keeping people on YouTube and eventually a person's gonna get to one of those videos and because you've given them value either in that video or several other videos they're likely gonna you know follow through and, and, and join you elsewhere absolutely got it oh man dude uh, what, what what's on your plate now what uh, what what's coming out in the future, where, what should where uh, what should be what should we be aware of? And also, if you could if you could give us any info on Vid Summit and what we could look forward to there this year, that'd be great. Absolutely.
1: So um, I have been working. Um, like I really believe in disruption. I think if we want to really change the world in a positive way, we need to disrupt what what things were status quo or whatever and make it better. And one of the things that we we did was. Um, we actually got approval with the Securities Exchange Commission to take uh, public money and do a reggae offering. Um, And we are actually funding a TV series. Like right now I'm actually in Dallas (laughs) right now and we're producing a TV series. And uh, we were able to raise uh, basically 5.5 million uh, up to this point. Um, By the end of a few more weeks, we'll be, probably about 6.1, 6.2 and we will be the number one, most crowdfunded television and film project of all time. We're number three right now and we're literally about $200,000 uh, away from that, which will be just a couple of weeks that will be wow. above that. And so, um, this, this series, um, is unique because instead of just getting a t-shirt, people are actually investing in the company and getting stock. Uh, and as the, the project succeeds, they're able to, to benefit in the, um, in their investment. And so right now we have well over 800 or 8,000 people that have contributed and, uh, are now, uh, what we call our partners in putting it. And we're just getting ready to put the final touches on this, uh, this TV series that we're doing.
0: Dude, that's amazing. So, if, if people go to com, would they eventually be able to find that? Or can you reveal anywhere where people, if they're interested in that, because that sounds really intriguing?
1: Yeah, so they can go to thechosen.tv. Okay, cool. And that will take you to it. It has all the information there for you. Um, and I, I really do believe this. This is something that um, I, I'm really excited about. I, I, I do believe in the crowd. I do believe, you know, if, if certain people want certain types of things that if they're able to help fund it to make it possible, you know, that's a win-win for the world. And you'll find other people that are like-minded like that. I mean, we would we had well over 8,000 people actually go through this process, which is just humbling, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the great thing about it is there are amazing projects out there, and this one should be able to pave the path. Um, If we're able to get our investors' monies back, which is a very big uh, weight on my shoulders, mm-hmm. which we do have a, a pretty amazing thing because we're actually doing things that's never been done before in film and television, um, which is... We're actually building an online audience first yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're actually putting out content every day. And I think uh, our Facebook page is right around 70,000 likes right now. That's where we spend the most of our time right now because it's just an easy platform to share. Mm-hmm. And um, what's been great is, uh, you know, we're actually doing behind the scenes of the production and you can see what's going on right now. That's going to get people excited to watch the series. And we have some really cool launch strategies we'll be doing that will integrate the new way of, mm-hmm. of really getting the word out with influencers and stuff. We're really excited Dude, about that's that.
0: That's so cool. That's so cool. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun with us, too.
1: Oh, so much fun.
0: <laughs> so you can find it at thechosen.tv
1: and then uh, definitely Summit. just to end on that because you mentioned that. Uh, we don't have dates quite yet, but it's going to be – either the second and third week of October.
0: Okay. So, oh yeah, you always do a big announcement and everybody gets excited about that with like yeah. the dates. It's coming,
1: and... yeah, it's coming soon.
0: Okay, so. cool, man. Uh, Daryl, thank you so much for taking time to hang out with us and share with us a lot of your expertise in the video space and what's coming. And uh, good luck on the projects and uh, can't wait to see you again at VidSummit this year. Thank you. All right, I hope you enjoyed that presentation with Daryl Eaves. As you can tell, a wealth of knowledge. And Daryl, I'm so thankful that you are uh, just that you had time to come on the show because I know you're a busy guy. You're working with a ton of brands and I'm so thankful for that. So uh, hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did and you wanna give a shout out to Daryl Eves, you can find him on Twitter, Instagram at Daryl Eves, also Vid Summit. Make sure to check that out. I will be going back next year for sure and uh, it's, it's gonna be awesome. Also, if you loved this episode, please make sure to leave a review for the Smart Passive Income podcast. That'd be helpful like none other if you had just a couple minutes to do that. Just go to iTunes and leave a review for the show and let me know what you think and I appreciate you for that. Thank you so much. The show notes for this episode can be found at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 355. One more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 355. I appreciate you. Team Flynn, you're amazing. I cannot wait to serve you in the next upcoming episodes. We've got a lot of great stuff coming your way. Until then, keep rocking it. 2019 just got started, and I know you're already off to a great start, so here we go. Team Flynn for the win. Let's do it.